present Red Wine Dialogues, a podcast eavesdropping on the chat at a dinner table in Suffolk, England. Tonight we have Early Imaginings with Joan Chavu and Brian Cohen. I am your host, Keith Dursley. Skipper and Baloo. What we all went, we all went to... Um, Arcala. We went to Devon. Dib Dob. We were actually in Devon on our camp yeah. when they landed on the moon. Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Wow. And he, all that week, Mr. Allard had, had this saying, play the game, lads, play the game. You know, if you inf- did any infractions to the rules, you know, we were all, we were all sort of full of ourselves, sort of jeering him, you know. Why, was that connected to the being on the moon? Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't know. I thought you were yeah. going to say, "Watch it, lads." Otherwise, I shall send you. Um, you know. <laughs> well, we, we didn't have any television. <coughs> we it was just on the radio, obviously. Oh yeah. Should hope not. Camping. <laughs> television. Well, like we had a bell <laughs> turn. <laughs> Tell me, you had beds next. Yeah. <laughs> no Billy well, old, old my mate Phil used to sneak out and go into the town after lights out and chat up all the birds. <laughs> that reminds me of another time. When we, we had this um, out-of-bounds course, it was, at school. And must have been in the fourth year, I think. Anyway, off we went and we were putting these, uh, you know, dormitory-type things, oh, you know, yeah. sort of about eight or nine beds, double-bed-type thing, you know, bunk beds. <laughs> anyway, there was me and Bertie, Bert, um, he's in a football team, so I'm doing world type thing, you know. And um, we were just outside, and, and then we noticed down there, just down about sort of 100 yards away in this house, there's a couple of girls, you see. So we thought, yeah, let's go down there and shout out. <laughs> so down we go. And um, there was, there was um, two masters with us, and some other chap who was a friend of the master or something like that. And it was Mr. Owen. Now he was a. He was the sort of, he would cycle to work every day, you know, I mean, he was a maths master, you know, he was a sort of person that sort of, no great fun, you know, or anything like that. Wide trousers. <laughs> well, he'd come in his skinny legs and sort of, <laughs> on his plimsolls, you know, having come up from Orpington, you know. And um, he kind of saw us from it. Down he came. Like a, Did he? Like, a, like an express train. What are you doing? Talking to females. <laughs> <laughs> Going to have a cold shower, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. Give us a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and I was pulled up between oh no, that was it. Oh god, yeah, that was it. Well then back at school, um, because I was a head boy, you see. Oh are you? Yeah. Um back at school there's only one class in every year, uh, every year. I mean it was a sort of great accolade or anything. Apart from that, I was also football captain and cricket captain. <laughs> and I was the only one that anyone took any notice of because I had, I had command over them, you see, because they could either go into team or, you know, sports or whatever, you see. Anyway. Um, someone comes up and says, oh, um, you're wanted um, in the staff room. All oh, right. And it was often they would sort of tell me, right, well, what we want to do, we would do this. And so would you get so-and-so this book? And he says, um, um, we've had 
this letter from a, a young lady that um, he was chatting up whilst we were away. <laughs> you know, in front of all the bloody teachers. Feel, you know, it's outside sort of thing, you know, you pick up some, I mean, you know, but I thought to myself, you know, they've got this house down, I mean, they're a bit sort of, you know, I mean. Well, I remember when I was uh, at the hospital, you know. No, I, I had a friend there, and uh, Joel, John, and he went out with, there was a, a cleaner who used to come round the department overall and she used to make the teas as well she also used to bring the sandwiches in like at the low house you know because yes. a nice woman I forget what her name was now but she had a cracking daughter who happened to be a cleaner as well you know didn't come on up when she ran the hospital and so John fancied her and managed to get a date with her went out with her and uh, he didn't get anywhere and he came back and gave this this uh, woman whose daughter it was gave her a hell of a roasting. Why well, yeah, you bring her up? Leading blokes on like that? <laughs> you know, wasting my time. <laughs> Goodness. Now, how old was this sort of? How old? Was it? Well, oh, John must have been. She was only, I don't know. I thought you were going to say. 18, 19. I thought you'd say he came in and he didn't get on the wall the door. So he took the mother out. She was all right, though. So did you know him? Or, um, yeah, you knew him knew well. Charlie I mean, well, very well. Yeah. he lived opposite me actually. Oh right. Well, I mean, was he always yeah. going out and getting? We don't use any names really. That's what I'm saying, John. But I should have made up another name. I wasn't quick enough. You, know? <laughs> you mean John the Baptist? Yes. <laughs> Before he became. Yeah. I went to Gwen's and they had Elvis. Oh right. Yes. Was it? Those of it in the lounge and he was singing, he was good. Yeah, yeah. So I go down to Gwen's room and um, was it Karen in there? I think possibly. Anyhow, um, Gwen didn't want to go, see Elvis, they couldn't persuade her to go. So then, I oh know, I know, sorry. When I got there, Gwen wanted to go to the loo because she had to be hoisting and everything. So I took my lunch and went and sat in the corridor and had that while I saw to her. And then I, I spooned my lunch and the carer called me back into Gwen's room and she said, Gwen thinks that I want to go and see Elvis, you see. So, and knowing that Gwen didn't want to go, I said, no, I say it's entirely up to you, Gwen. I said, if you don't want to go, it's fine. We left it at that. And half an hour later, carer comes out with Elvis. <laughs> he, he said, hello, Gwen, he said, would you mind if I sign a few lines or... To you? That's very good of him. So yeah. he got down on his knees and was singing to her. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Night clap when he finished. And um, I thought that was good of him. That was good. Because they told him that the lady down there, that's can't get out or something, you know. So yeah. he, he, they only see it. Probably not the first time he's gone. No, no. Around this, you have to in that situation, don't you? Well, you do. Yeah. Yes, you would hope that, so. That can make your name
I mean, they, they had another Elvis, I don't know if it's the same guy. They had an Elvis before, that Gwen did go down mm. to see. Peggy. Yeah, and she said, to, she said to me, I said, well, what was he like? She said, well, he was wriggling about, but he didn't sing very much. You know, he's doing <laughs> all the... <laughs> yeah, right, yes. But, um, well, I would have thought it was the same one, actually. Such a shame that she didn't go, because she would have enjoyed it. Yes, yeah, she would have, yes, you yeah. Know, get, as the care said, get out of her room. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's similar to what you're saying about sort of the exercises, you know. You think to yourself, yes. oh, do I really go? go? I know, you know? I know. You and then you go and it's okay. And yes. There's going to be an Elvis um, contest in Ipswich. Oh, God. Yeah, I think it's going to be about 25 of them. Alyssa? <laughs> yeah, Alyssa. you know. A <laughs> thousand pounds, I think, for the winner. Yeah. But do you know on YouTube they got a thing, Yo soy Jose Feliciano. Oh, right, oh, yes. Loads of guys sing just like Jose Feliciano, and there's some of that. You couldn't hardly tell. Yeah, yeah. No, really got it. Guitar's probably not up to it, but the voice is very Like over here, get eight people and a <laughs> bell tent, you know. <laughs> get a ticket. <laughs> yeah. It's like Reese Mogg, you know. Oh, yeah. He was somewhat, he was at some debate or whatever. Or the, the student said, of course, said, you, is, isn't this relevant that your son is now starting at Oxford and, and he, he's... He's obviously got quite a career in front of him. He said, like, Reece Mogg said, oh, I'm very interested to hear about my son going to Oxford. He's only 10. (laughs) 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 What was that? Arthur Lowe. Arthur Lowe. No, we saw him in a film. He was skinny. And that was from the 40s. He he was in so many things. Yes. Suddenly, he was in Coronation Street. Yes. For about 30 years, he'd been yes. pedalling along, piddling along, yes. way down the castle. And that's just what happens, isn't it? Well, you know that, the same as anyone else. I've waited 30 years to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, don't wait 30 years to be famous. Do it right away. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, dear. No, but you never know. I mean, that's... that's saying is, is that it can happen any time you know I mean you always well, sort and of nobody knows I mean the publishers don't know what's going to be a hit do they they, no, just, no, they no. look at the last thing Harry Potter or whatever it is and think oh he has another then they think well no we won't have another Harry Potter because that's been done well you know, no you don't know because nobody knows how it. many times has Harry Potter turned down oh yeah yeah, yeah right oh, so years, no, if, you know if somebody knew so it just well, it's like hair, isn't it? I mean, look, you know, if it was possible to have hair, I mean, Prince William would have some, wouldn't he? Oh, I thought you meant the musical. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> did you ever see hair flying? Yeah, I did, yes, yeah, in Shaftesbury uh, Theatre. Yes, I went with yeah. Janice and um, <laughs> we were sitting oh. there and all of a sudden he's... 
Backing mattresses came down the sides of the seats. Yes. Yeah. Starkers. No. Oh. They weren't at that time. No, they did a few. They did a. I said, I don't know why they made such a fuss of the nudity scene. No. They did a few full monties. That's all. No sort of movement. I don't think you're allowed to move. It's a bit like the windmill, you know. Phyllis Dixie, yeah. (laughs) Um, It was Jack Benny who was supposed to have seen it, and when the sort of nude bits come on, the chap, he went, I didn't realise the uh, leading man was Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) I could examine him quite closely. Yeah, that's all people thought was. I mean, I never saw. Yeah. No. I, I, I thought that was. I must have been doing bloody sort of tiller girl routine and starkers and that. Well, there was starkers. There were. But not all the time. That was, no, oh, I see. But then um, O Calcutta came out after that. Oh, yeah. Soon and was yeah. at the Roundhouse. Yeah. And that was more so. Kenneth Tiny. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember who it was. But, uh, well, he put it all together. You'll be laughing at the words you've been saying today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be <laughs> I'll get a bell or something. Yes, that's it. Yeah. I've got another book of Mark Boland's poems, which I bought on eBay. And um, there's a couple of lines in that. It said, um, His realm in land was much, but his kingdom was but a sagging crutch. <laughs> a memorable word. <laughs> oh I, I, can't, I can't talk. <laughs> oh dear. Thank you for the wine as I saw it when I went to get the milk. Oh, Very yes, good. Yes. <coughs> Crack it open. Lovely. Mm. It's got a nose, you know. <laughs> Look at that, it's almost perfect. Oh. Beautifully done. Oh, not bad, what? Look at that, the measure of an artist. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Brian. Pleasure. Yes, if I sniff that and... Five fifty would. Damsons. That's quite nice. Ancient royal feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just go for a bit. If I see something that's um, marked up as was sort of eight fifty or something, and it's now six fifty, I think. I love that. Yeah. I remember being in. Um, but it was a big store in Saks Mundham before Waitrose got there. And I was looking at the whites and this type of thing, and the chap said, uh, any bargains? You know, I says, well, I don't know. He says, the answer is, he says, you look for the one that's, that's the dearest that has been brought down the most. He says, then you've got a bargain, he says. 
But he says, a wine at 5.50, he says, is a wine at 5.50. Meaning <laughs> if you get one for 5.50 and it was 8.50, then you really got to buy You see what I mean? Sort of, you know. Well, I remember yeah. when I was at school, we first sort of discovered wine. I mean, mm. we all used to drink bitter. That was the drink. But yes. Every so often we... Do you remember the wines when you were a kid? What ones? Yeah, it was always Beaujolais. Oh, Beaujolais. Beaujolais. It's nice, Beaujolais. Yeah, that was cheap. Yeah. I mean, I like, you know. You still see Beaujolais? Oh, yes, 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 you do. Yeah, it's it's what they say is a wine that you don't keep. You know, it comes out and it's sold. It's not, it's not, you don't get sort of um, uh, 20, sort of 05 Beaujolais. It's... It's drunk in that season. It's Van Ordinaire, it's just... Uh, you know, it is Van Ordinaire? What, Beaujolais? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a special wine. Yeah. In fact, when it comes out, um, there's this thing that happens in London where the Air Force, I think it is, they fly it over. No. Yes, they yeah. fly it over as a sort of... It's kind of like a, a celebration of the first Beaujolais. Yeah, so it's quite a sort of... I mean, these are special boat place. This is not the 551 at the co-op, <laughs> where it comes in on I your van. Beaujolais is Beaujolais. There's... No, 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 no. I mean, I mean when, when Don and I were in France camping, yeah. we couldn't... We used to wash our... You know, the wine was so cheap. You used, used to, to wash washing it. up in wine. Oh, no. Yeah, all our, tin, all our billy cans and all that. Because we couldn't get hold of any water. Oh, were well, it? No, you're right. Until water. we camped in on this rubbish dump outside the sort of French equivalent of buttons, we got this young lad calling at our tent every morning. You know, flipping a coin or two, you go and fill a big um, plastic, yeah, container of water for us. Yes, yes. Now, I mean, the, the other thing is, is that uh, the wine. I don't know anything about wine, so this is just a sort of like. But if the same grape is being grown in another area, its taste is changed by the ground it's in oh, yeah, yeah. and by the amount of sun that it gets and all this type of business, yeah. Which these people who come along and have a little sip and spit it out and go, mm, I think it was in the left hand corner, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, oh, in this yeah. sort of. You know. In a sewage pump, you know. <laughs> this one was spat out last week, I think. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is one of those sort of. It's one of those things that has a lot of. Um, what's the word you mean? The word sort of. Yeah, a lot of. Around it. Wine. Lots of. This is a sort of. Snobbery. Yes, yeah, snobbery, thank you, yes, yeah, snobbery. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well... And you'll get their wine from the Times kind of... Um, yeah. Wine club, you know. Get a case at the time. <laughs> That's it, yeah. But I remember when I first... When I was a canny young fifth former. Yes. What this, this chap, Nick, who used to treat us all to drinks in the pub, he said um, he was going to a, a do with the, the actors from the uh, Street Giants Theatre. Oh, oh. That was, that was no Wolsey in those no, days. No, no, right. Yeah. In 66, 
Right, right. And they all met at the top room at, at the um, White Horse, and he said, are you interested in going? Rubbing shoulders with the actors? Not off. So about four of us went along there, and um, they were... Big um, flutes were wide, no, and that there was there was some um, rosé wine which you've never heard of. Yes. And cubes, cheese cubes. With pineapple. Yeah. Posh. Yeah. <laughs> Crisps. All, all free, you know. <laughs> Stuff your bodies. <laughs> we were made, you know. That was fantastic. We thought yes. we'd arrive. I bet. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I remember the drink we used to. It was Asti Spamenti. Oh yes, yeah. Was yeah. the uh, the sparkling, and then there was Blue Nun. It was a German thing, I think. Cheers. Cheers. You. Thank you very much, Cheers. and good to see you. Too. Cheers. Yeah. It's lovely this one. It is nice, actually. Um, I said funny enough. <laughs> Lindelman's, I think, glasses. It might be a Californian actually. Yeah, Lindelman's. Because, I mean, a few years back, I mean, wine, when you spoke wine, it had to be French. And then, of course, once you had most of the Australians making wine, and then uh, the Americans, uh, Californians particularly, Napa Valley is the wine area. Uh, South of South America, of course. And I mean, then there was, you know, you suddenly realised that this wasn't the only. Yes, oh yeah, Jacobs Creek. Well. We're at do with the hospital, right? Yes. You have your yearly do, don't you, at Christmas? Yes. And they were all rent, big places rented and all that. We're all sitting there and there's rows of tables and wine, there's wine on the table, there's a lot of beer on the table, cans and whatever. And suddenly everything stopped. We all looked round and this trolley came in. Yes. And it was wheeled down to the end table where... Not champagne. <coughs> no. The no. champagne trolley. No. A tr well, a trolley, a trolley was wheeled down. Mm. And now you realise there was a body on it. <laughs> Mr and Mrs... Well, there's this woman, this nursing officer called Mrs Bryce. She was there with her husband. And he was a, he's quite an interesting chap, actually, to talk to. Anyway, they... At their table, he stopped and he put this bottle of wine, plumped it down in front of them, and then the trolley was rumbled off again into the distance. And old Dennis Brocklehurst looked at, at them and said, What's all this then? And Mrs. Price went, We only drink French wine. Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Gracious. That's like um, when I was at college and the crew, I used to sit. In the snack bar, I often sat with the Christian Union people because I knew several of them. Yep. And um, they like their red wine. The chap there, that was Guildford this, Guildford that, Guildford. Uh, and I said, I said. Uh, Guildford? Yeah. Or Guildford Cathedral? <laughs> I presume. 
Is there a Gilbert? There is, yeah. There, there was. Must have been. Yeah. And relatively red new cathedral red brick. I said to Benny, I said, what is he on about Guildford all the time? I said, that was his home church. Mm. So to him, the world revolved around Guildford, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Centre of the universe. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, that's really rice slip, isn't it? <laughs> What's the pie, Jim? What's the Mince, mushroom, and onion. She makes it nice. Mm. This is with your own hands. My own hands. That was alright. <laughs> Sorry to even think that it was otherwise. <laughs> the pastry is to die for. <laughs> Short pastry, of course. <laughs> Short pastry, of course. Yeah. <laughs> What's long pastry then? Mm. <laughs> I never. I mean, when my mum made that, you know, um, pastry, it wasn't short pastry. It was what one might term as a long pastry. I mean, it was made with lard and sort of, oh, you know. Yes, I mean, yes. it was yeah. it was the bendy stuff, <laughs> you know. And it was if you made an apple tart, it was on an enamel plate, mm. and you pick it up and it. And, you know, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people used to say, oh, short pastry. Oh, it's lovely short pastry. I think, what the hell is that? Never heard the term before. Gwen used to make this chocolate cake that was so well, scrumptious. Yep. She used to melt a quarter pound bar of Cadbury's over the top, you know. Yep. Sort of melt, put in a pan, and go right crusty on the side. Yes, it was, yeah. Take that to school and my packing up, you know. Yes, you always do poo cooking skills, don't you? I can't. You really admire Joan's cooking. Who doesn't? Like, it's like Charles Bukowski, the poet, you know. He, um, when he, in, in, I think it was in 1970, this publisher said to him, he'd, been at, he'd had all these poems in various magazines, mm. loads and loads of poems. And they were all of a certain standard. You know, when you read one, they all seemed to be pretty consistent. And this guy thought, well, if I give, pay him a salary just to produce whatever he can, mm. I'm prepared to give him, I forget what it was, something like $50 a month. So he, Wikowski was working in the post office at the time, and he thought, this guy's offering me $50 a month. And he thought, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. So he, he just devoted himself. To, he thought, well, I can't really do it on poetry. I've got to write a novel. So he sat down, set himself to write a novel, which he did, and that was... And um, of course, Bouquet, that became his way of life. He was just creating poems and stories and yes, novels. Yes, yes, And that, and they were making money, and they started making more and more money, and his, his reputation grew. He didn't want to have any holidays. He just was loving what he was doing. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know? well, they always say, don't they? Sort of, um, the person's work is so enjoyable. 
Mm. Point of going on holiday, yes, you know, because yeah. generally you go on, you go on holiday to get away from something. And then when you come back, you realise you need another holiday to get over the holiday. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. So, yes, why? Yes. We had a. Um, yeah, idea of holidays. When did that come in? Yeah, we had a person <laughs> in. Um, Little class. And Mr. Isherwood, and he always had every Friday off. He never had a holiday, never took two weeks off. He'd have every Friday off. Well, he booked them as holiday. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that, couldn't you? Nice. Well, so you have a four-day week sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's it a good idea. Yeah. yeah. But you'd lose out because you don't have a holiday. No, you don't want right. a holiday anyway. Well, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have a long weekend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> long, long, long weekends are nice, aren't they? Yeah. They are. Especially if you have Monday as well. I remember the feeling on a Sunday night at the, the bank, you know, thinking, oh shit, yeah. gotta get that bus tomorrow morning and bloody, you know, face of, face of customers. I, I had, um, went in dish with my sister and my daughter-in-law and Archie and Millie on during the week and um, um, Eddie's dad's a paramedic. <coughs> And um, Archie wants to be a paramedic, which is nice. And Ellie's doing it as well, so that's good. Anyhow, um, she said, oh, Dad's going to try and get um, Archie into St John Ambulance. So and apparently you have to wear a white shirt and a black tie. So Millie sits there, she said, cool, Archie will be just like Dad, because Dad's in the funeral department. You see, he has to wear yeah. a white shirt and a black tie. She's so quick, that little girl. Does she want to go into the... Uh, oh, I don't know. She, she likes gravestones and things and cemeteries, apparently. Oh, she wants to go into that? Yes, honey. How oh, said she loves going around at the graves. She was only an undertaker's daughter, but she loved lying under the sod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're being recorded, don't you? Oh, dear. <laughs> he loves his job, being a... The funeral department. Yeah, yeah. Strange. Problems from his customers. <laughs> <laughs> they never. They never talk back. <laughs> <laughs> no these sarcastic remarks. <laughs> well, I think every day waking up knowing that you might have to see a dead person. Well, that's, that's, you know. Silly. I mean, he. he you would can be say it's a part of a lot. Well, death well, it is, is a part. part of life. That's the end of life. But it is mm. part of. The cosmos. Oh isn't yeah, it? it is about yes. yes. That's, that's a natural thing, isn't it? Right. Yes. I mean, if we yes. couldn't die, it'd be a bloody big disaster in the universe, wouldn't it? God, it certainly would be. Well, I, ba- huh? I don't think we do actually. <laughs> oh no, there's been discussions about that. Tell you about business of sort of the idea of um, living. What do you reckon? Do you reckon there's anything after we die? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the things that really move us in, in our lives, they do that for a reason. I think that's a re- you know, that there's a reason. It's not just sentimentality. That's cosmically, that's, that, that is pain. That's a sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I often sort of joyful pain, if you like. I used to so what? Sorry, what was the sign you were saying? What sign is it? Death. <laughs> well, no, you, know, you know, certain things, say they come up in dreams or, or wherever, certain things do have a, ha, ha, have a resonance for you, don't they? Yeah. You find. You, well, certain things that become, you know, 
they're your thing or they're, they're, they're something that yes, means yes, a yes, lot to yes, you. Yes, yes, yeah. And I think there's a reason for that. That's, that's one of the ways that cosmos is sort of signaling to you that there is more to life than getting the bus and getting the work and getting mm-hmm. home. And but that is also a part of life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, um, that... Certainly everybody, you know, is different. And everybody is going to find that there are certain things that move them and push them into something and they find, wow, this is fantastic. And you go, is it? But of course, who's to judge? Well, you you, you can tell because, I mean, you know, to get get down to sort of something really mundane, shall we say, say a TV show that you love, when you watch it, you wish it would go on. It doesn't seem to last more than ten minutes. Mm. You know that is that is a sign to me. That is a sign that there's something there that is more meaningful to you and it's it's moving you in a certain way that other things don't. Right. You know. Yes. There's probably a reason for it. I mean, whether you can find it, but it could be a bad reason. Could be. I mean, there must be things sort of that. Although I I don't. There must be things that sort of. There's other things that repel you. Imagination becomes a quality and becomes a a, a commodity, shall we say, doesn't it? After a while, if you start if you start dealing with it like that, then it shifts into something else. Dealing like what? You know, if, if you say imagination's always a good thing. Which we, we decided it wasn't. Imagination can go any other way. Right? It's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of a, a power, shall we say? That um, I mean, you know. But at school, imagination is taught of as a good. Uh, you know, come on, children, you must have imagination. Yeah, but that who, might be a who bad amongst thing. us wasn't pleased when we left school? For goodness' sake, did we leave school and think? They was teaching me to how to be imaginative. Look at the universities these days. They don't teach people how to be imaginative. No. They don't have music or See, arts people, or anything in, go to university in the schools. To get a good job no. That's all. That's, that's no, no imagination. My that's generation what, didn't. You, no. you, you, knowledge was for knowledge sake. Yeah. That's what Amy so, was saying because... Um, this is sort of Greek both, sort of thing yeah. that they didn't, they didn't yeah. think of. Not doing that, you know, because I want to be a centurion. They don't, you know. (laughs) That's what Ellie was saying, because both her her children are quite artistic, really. You know, Millie is especially. Millie struggles with spellings, but she drew a picture of her, they took a photograph, and she she painted a picture of herself where you think that was her. That was so good. You see, um, Ellie's very artistic, and Stephen is. Um, But she said, and... Archie's teaching himself guitar because they don't do it at school. Mm. You see? But that's where he's... He lies, you know, with things like that. But um, as Ellie said, they don't bother. But he's given no right. <coughs> so he's almost dismissed. Yeah. Yes. In school. Yes. Education's a commodity, isn't it? What you really need is someone who will just look at you and your mm. particular needs and your, your talents... And to bring you out, but there's no time for that, is there? There's so well, many. Well, I was sure that it should be the education system that enables, yeah, mm. enables children to be choosing mm. 
what they're feeling. As you said, you're drawn to things. Mm. You know, somebody's kind of drawn to music and the master teacher said, don't, don't bother about that. Come and learn your tables. <laughs> I mean, what sort of, that's yeah, their sort of yeah. thing, isn't it? There is no, they don't realise that the creativity in music or acting or singing or whatever mm. is the same creativity that you would use in business. We were, never, we were never taught. I mean, when I see things like The Apprentice, and I think, why weren't we shown this? The entrepreneurship, you know? <laughs> like Sugar, what he did when he left school, he just went and Sold ice creams, got, a, didn't he? got a certain amount of money and bought ice creams or whatever it was. And he sold them and made, made just came home with a certain profit. And then he thought, oh, I'll go out tomorrow and I'll buy something else. He didn't care what he bought, as no. long as it yielded a profit. Yes. Mm. And that was... Well, what's his name? Uh, Virgin. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Richard Branson. Richard Branson. Mm. Mm. I mean, a lot of them. He filled uh, a cinema on at the end of King's Road or Fulham Road with, with jeans, denim jeans. What did he, yeah? Oh. I remember yes. him selling records. Yeah, yes, Virgin Records. Well, of course, the, Virgin um, Records. Yes. You know, in the back of uh, the Melody Maker or whatever it was. was it? Yeah. You say, Christ, you know, I, I'm, instead of going down to Footman's and paying two quid for this, I can get it off him for a pound. You know, yeah. yeah, right, yes, yeah. I know, but then, you know, they are the ones who just brave and do it and, you know, fall, get up again. Yes. Try over here and try over there. People are saying, no, 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 get a job or get a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can see opportunities where most people wouldn't, wouldn't do. I wouldn't, wouldn't see anything. No, 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 no. And if he fails, also what? Go on yeah. to something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a complex thing. I mean, yes. obviously, man, it's complex. You're listening to Red Wine Dialogues. Our guest is Brian Cohen a wandering pub singer and monologist who lives in Southwark, England. I am Keith Dursley, your host, and find out more about yours truly, go to www.dursley.com. That's D-E-R-Z-V-I-L-L-E. The idea that when people are born, you know, they, they come in with certain skills yes. from a past life. You know, and they, again, that's a sort of another big kind of mystery of life, so to speak, which has always been brought up in various times, you know, as to whether or not people, that there is such a thing as reincarnation. You know. um, People say, where's the evidence for reincarnation? It's all over the place. Well, there are all these cases, aren't there? Yes, these there kids, are. Yes, yes. There's somebody there from nowhere. Yes. They say, oh, I lived in this house over there, and that. I can tell you what colour the walls were yes, and everything yes, else. Yeah, I've got a marvellous... There was a marvellous... Uh, <clears throat> it was a television programme, and um, they gathered around sort of like half a dozen people or something like that. Um, and one particular woman, that I remember them following said she was born in this chateau in France. So they thought, well, we'll take her over there, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they were in the car with the, going towards this chateau, and she's gone, oh, she says, I'm feeling really weird here. She says, you know, blah, 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 and you think, she's just acting, you know. Um, anyway, they go to the chateau, and she says, well, I remember in the kitchen, she says, there are these great slabs, she says, and I remember I used to play on these slabs, she says, and there was one that had this particular pattern on she remembered and everything like that so 
went into the chateau and she said, yes, this is all very familiar. They go into the kitchen and eat dishes. And they go, we've got silver. She says, no, she says, no, it's not there. She says, I don't know where. And then they sort of asked the person who had the chateau or something, they said, have all the slabs in the kitchen, they were taken up and renewed. She says, the, the old slabs, she says, they're at the bottom of the garden, she says, in the chicken run. So they go down to the chicken run, they scrape away all the shit off these things, and there was that bloody pattern she spoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's God, amazing. Uh, <gasps> Alexander the Great, right? Yeah. He was a big fan of Homer. Yeah. <clears throat> and Menelaus and Achilles and all that sort of thing. And he, yeah. His idea was <clears throat> to become another Achilles. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so he goes to Troy. At Troy at that time, still, you know, it was, it was in, in ruins, but it still existed. Mm. And as he, he was passing through Troy, one of the guys in his army, that even on the battlements were these shields that were still still remained there from mm. you know several two or three hundred years before or more. Oh, yes. And he recognised his shield. He said, "I had that shield, that design." He said, "That was mine. I was so and so and so and so back in you know the days of Achilles." Wow. And that was just accepted as, oh, right, oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. Which is, again, that sort of, you know, when you brought up earlier, do you think there's anything after, mm. you know? Mm. And that, you know, I think the, the way of looking at it is like that um, we're in a, a school, almost, you know, and we go into a class... We learn some things in this particular class and then we go on to another class. Um, and I believe in reincarnation. I have for many years. Um, I can't see this being just one no, sort of that, yeah. kind of flash in the pan no, type no, thing, you no. know. It's an ongoing teaching for the, the spirit of man, mm-hmm. you know, to elevate himself, to elevate the true self, yes. the inner self, to a, a period where he then goes on like we leave our secondary school and go on to university that soul mm-hmm. has gained enough purity to go into the next yes. life and yeah. the next life so you know it's, otherwise it would be yes that's true it's yeah. be a bit of a waste really, it, it would be a bit of a waste <laughs> you, have to, what... you ever read the book The Secret no Secrets. This is not a um, conspiracy, is it? This is... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I know, no. Yeah, I know how you favour these. Yeah, the, this is about um, law of attraction. In other words, whatever you, your mind goes to, you will draw to you. You know, that's how you... I mean, if you say... <laughs> I mean, there's two guys. There was Carlisle and there was Thoreau. Yes, what are you going to say? And say I'm waiting for this £500,000 that you said was going to come my oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, I created this cheque, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's about 20 years ago. No, there were, there were two guys. He blames the post. Yes. <laughs> he blames the post. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's still in the, yeah, it's still in the bank. That's on Got to put a stamp on it. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah go on. There was Thoreau yeah. and there was Carlisle. Now, Thoreau loved the good. 
Carlyle detested the bad. Thoreau lived a life of wonderful, easy, bliss, friendship to all men. And Carlyle had struggles for every day of his life. Simply because of their attitudes, you see. Hmm. One, one, was, one was just... Mention that again, what, what the, the first phrase again. One... Um, you celebrated every good thing. Good thing. And, and he more or less chap- ignored the bad. Right. And the other guy tried to battle against the bad things, thinking that and then everything will be good. Yes, yes. But no, the thing was, Thoreau, uh, you know, Carlyle was drawing to it, as he was thinking about fighting bad things, right. he was just drawing it's thoughts drawing of those. bad things to him. Because well, the cosmos recognises whatever your, is going through your head, and it, it draws well, it those just, things to you. It justifies your existence. If you say, if you say, I hate, I hate strife, it just hears, it doesn't hear the hate, but it hears strife, strife. It's always on about strife. Give him more strife. <laughs> See? All you have to do is, is affirm the, the, the good rather than worry about the bad. The bad, you know, it'll take care of itself. Attach yourself to the good things. As much as one can. I mean, I've, I, I have this 80-20 sort of principle mm. that if I sort of, if I'm any clo- anywhere close to 80%, of getting there, then I'll be quite happy, thank yeah, you very yeah. much. You know, I'm not looking for 80% sort of... Um, you know, someone looks at an apple and sees that there's a worm in it and says the whole world is bad, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, There's a load of other apples with no worm in it, yes, you know? Yes, yeah. yes, You've been listening to a Red Wine Dialogue with Brian Cohen and Joan Chavu. I have acted as your host. My name is Keith Dursley. If you wish to find out more about my work, you can go to www.dursville.com. That's D-E-R-Z-V-I-L-L-E.